Hello and welcome to The Lancet Haematology in Conversation With. It's February 2024 and I'm Emma Cookson. This month I'm delighted to be joined by Professor Stefan Eel from the University of Freiburg in Germany, whose prospective observational study on paediatric autoimmune lymphoproliferative immunodeficiencies is published in our issue this month. So Professor Eel, thank you very much for joining me today. Firstly, can you start by giving us some background information about autoimmune lymphoproliferative immunodeficiencies? Yes, uh, thank you uh, for, the, for your question. Um, chronic lymphoproliferation, uh, that means enlarged lymph nodes or a big spleen, and autoimmune cytopenia are relevant manifestations of both hematological and immunological diseases in childhood. That diagnostic classification is quite challenging, but it's important for therapy. So the first disease, um, the first genetically defined immunodeficiency, now referred to as inborn errors of immunity, was uh, described to be caused by mutations in the FAST gene. And the disease is called autoimmune lymphoproliferative syndrome. This disease co-classically combines the manifestations of lymphoproliferation and autoimmunity. Now this disease, ALPS, uh, as it is called, has a good prognosis and excellent disease control can be achieved via targeted therapy with rapamycin. However, ALPS is the final diagnosis only in a proportion of patients with lymphoproliferation and autoimmunity, and therefore other diagnostic categories have been used, such as ALPS-like disease or complex CBID or common variable immune deficiency if patients have hypogammaglobulinemia, or complex Evans syndrome if there is autoimmune B-cytopenia associated with lymphoproliferation. In recent years, a number of additional genetic uh, diseases leading to ALPS-like manifestations have been defined, but the genetic spectrum of these ALPS-like conditions is unknown. Um, can you explain why this label of ALPS-like um, is relevant? Well, a potentially dangerous implication of using this label ALPS-like is that the clinical cause of such conditions might be regarded as equally favorable as ALPS itself. However, these ALPS-like patients frequently develop chronic autoimmune or inflammatory organ disease in addition to autoimmune cytopenia and also more severe infections than are observed in ALPS. So uh, the mistake to expect a favorable disease cause might lead to fatal delays or mistakes in treatment decisions. This can include the option of other effective targeted therapies, which are available for some ALPS-like diseases, such as abatacept, JAK inhibitors, or PR3 kinase inhibitors, and even the need to perform hematopoietic stem cell transplantation. So. I think these issues warrant improvements uh, in disease classification. Okay, great. Um, yeah, thank you very much for that background. Um, so bearing this in mind, can you explain what the aims of your study were? Our ALPID study aimed to first describe the genetic landscape of pediatric autoimmune lymphoproliferative diseases in a well-defined patient cohort. Second, to evaluate novel and existing biomarkers to delineate ALPS from non-ALPS diseases. Third, to explore whether patterns of disease presentation and biomarkers allowed to predict genetic diagnosis beyond ALPS. 
And finally, um, to improve the classification of autoimmune lymphoproliferative diseases. So, I mean, these are clearly very rare conditions, um, presumably don't come up much in the clinic. Uh, can you explain how the study was done um, and how the data were collected uh, for this study? We involved um, both hematological and immunological pediatric networks for patient recruitment. Uh, and in this prospective cohort study, which was performed at the Center for Chronic Immunodeficiency in Freiburg, Germany, we recruited over a 14-year period between 2008 and 2022. So um, with these efforts, in the end, we could recruit 431 children who were referred to us for ALPS evaluation and who had very defined manifestations. So 55% of these patients had lymphoproliferation and autoimmune cytopenia. 34% had lymphoproliferation in combination with another sign of an inborn error of immunity. And 11% had autoimmune, mostly B cytopenia and other signs of immunodeficiency. By applying these strict criteria for prospective cohort inclusion, um, the ARPIT study provides an unprecedented overview of the genetic and clinical landscape of autoimmune lymphoproliferative diseases in childhood. Now, um, once recruited um, in all of these patients referred for ALPS evaluation, we analyzed the ALPS biomarkers, vitamin B12 and soluble FAS ligand, as well as double negative T cells, and we collected clinical and immunological information in our database. So in patients that had positive ALPS biomarkers, we performed deep in the, uh, genetic investigations and they were required to be able to detect somatic or intronic mutations or deletions that occur in this disease. For all other patients, we recommended comprehensive gene panels for inborn errors of immunity um, or whole exome or whole genome um, sequencing. But the actual analysis done varied among patients. Um, and were left to the treating physician. Overall, until the end of the study period, extensive genetic studies considered sufficient to exclude currently known germline inborn errors of immunity were performed in 240 of these children. Um, and can you explain what the main findings from your study were? Yes, so um, ALPS was diagnosed in 71 patients. Um, which is actually only 18% of the total cohort. Um, and the remaining patients, the non-ALPS ALPIC patients, um, de demonstrated a diverse clinical landscape. Specifically, 54 of these patients had mostly autosomal dominant autoimmune lymphoproliferative immunodeficiencies affecting JAK-STAT, CTLA-4, LRBA, PI3 kinase, RAS or NF-kappa-B signaling pathways. 19 patients had other inborn errors of immunity, 17 had non-immunodeficiency diagnosis, and a third of patients remained un unresolved despite deep genetic studies. And we had a particular look at these patients uh, that did not arrive at a genetic diagnosis despite deep genetic studies. It was quite interesting to see that among these patients there was an unexpected male predominance of 80%, and also that these patients were significantly older at the onset of lymphoproliferation, um, a mean of uh, 7.5 years compared to 3 years um, in the patients that arrived at a diagnosis. 
And the causes for this, the male predominance and the older onset will be addressed in, in future studies. And beyond these genetic findings, what did you find that's helpful to reach a diagnosis in these patients? For the diagnosis of um, ALBS, um, we confirmed the excellent sensitivity, um, specificity, and negative and positive predictive values of combining the ALBS biomarkers vitamin B12 and soluble fast ligand, also in this prospective cohort. But there were additional observations. So um, uh, elevated um, CD57 positive senescent T cells or elevated CD21 low B cells Reduced naive T cells were actually very rarely observed in ALPS, but quite frequently the other conditions. Moreover, inflammatory lung, gut, and brain disease did not occur in ALPS. So, after separating ALPS quite well, we hypothesized that patterns of clinical or laboratory manifestations would emerge that could help us to subgroup patients um, among all these other ALPS-like uh, conditions. And we tried to do this by unbiased hierarchical uh, clustering, which was based on a combination of clinical manifestations and immunological parameters, but were not able to delineate um, subgroups that were predictive of genetic diagnosis. So in the end, this non-ALPS ALP genotype is quite heterogeneous and um, largely overlapping between different genetic conditions. We also tested whether um, an alternative classification would benefit our patients and would enrich for patients with a genetic diagnosis. Um, so among the 240 patients with alpid phenotypes that had sufficient genetic investigations, 139 had lymphoproliferation and autoimmune cytopenia, but 81 also fulfilled criteria for Evans syndrome, and 62 fulfilled the criteria for lymphoproliferative CDID. However, if we put these patients into these alternative classifications, this could not uh, increase the percentage of um, patients with a diagnosis, indicating that there's really currently no better diagnostic classifications for these patients with an ARPID phenotype. And lastly, how do you think these results will be used clinically and what do you feel are the next stages for research in this area? Yes, um, I think the study defines a comprehensive approach to the child with lymphoproliferation and autoimmunity. And overall, the alpid phenotype, as defined in this uh, study, is enriched for genetic diseases which are treatable with targeted therapies. The study reinforces the power of the biomarkers to separate ALPs from other alpid diseases. For these other patients, classifying a patient as alpid should prompt extended genetic analysis, which can then facilitate consideration of targeted therapies. This not only includes the rapamycin for ALPS, but also a batacept for CTLA-4 deficiency, PI3 kinase inhibitors for APDS, and JAK inhibitors for JAKSTAT activating diseases, for example, patients with mutations in STAT1, STAT3, STAT5, or SOX1. We think that classifying a child as an ALPID patient will benefit um, correct diagnosis and treatment also of some children that are currently diagnosed with CDID or Evans syndrome. Finally, since many patients still remain without a genetic diagnosis, uh, the ALPID study defines a disease phenotype for further scientific study, and we expect 
um, that this will provide targeted therapies eventually to even more affected children. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, and thank you for talking to us today about your very interesting study. Thanks a lot. Thank you. You can read Professor Eel's research online now at thelancethematology.com. Thank you to Professor Eel and thank you very much for listening to this episode of In Conversation With. Remember, you can subscribe to The Lancet Haematology In Conversation With wherever you usually get your podcasts.